0: In a changing world, human beings are constantly observing and thinking, and our society is continuously evolving. Our habits are rapidly shifting. Our way of consuming energy is changing while remaining a basic human need. With climate change being the primary challenge of our era, the demand for a sustainable, affordable and reliable energy supply continues to rise. But the fact is that the reality of today's energy system still depends on fossil fuels. Regulators, businesses and citizen groups are increasingly calling for a swift energy transition. From this question comes Bureau Veritas's firm belief that we must support the world of tomorrow, a greener and a more responsible world, in harmony with the society aspirations and the limits of the planet. And what if the solution came from offshore wind technology? I'm going to meet the people who are thinking about tomorrow, the people who support the key players in the energy transition on a daily basis, What will be used in tomorrow's energy transition? And how should we respond to new energy issues and challenges? Let's explore the floating wind industry. Welcome to the Trustmaker Talk podcast by Bureau Veritas.
1: Wind energy started onshore where logistics are simpler. The project developers realized that offshore wind is stronger and more steady. Bottom fixed offshore wind was developed first in some key countries like Denmark or in the UK. This technology is now mature as we are steering commercial and industrial projects. The first offshore wind projects have even been decommissioned. Floating offshore wind is relatively new compared to offshore fixed. The first prototypes were installed a few years ago, a handful of pilot floating projects are currently being developed and the first commercial projects have just been announced and confirmed. To give some order of magnitude, we have now roughly 50 gigawatts of fixed offshore wind that are in operations worldwide, and about half of this in Europe. In comparison, the floating wind total capacity represents 60 MW, 70% of which in Europe. Even though the floating projects represent a small percentage of the total offshore wind, its growth is exponential, and the pipeline of projects is huge, with about 25 GW of projects to be installed by 2030. Great opportunities have also emerged in Asia, mainly South Korea and Japan, and in the west coast of the USA due to the bathymetry and wind resource. To conclude on the floating wind development, the technology is transitioning from prototypes and pilot projects to pre-commercial and soon commercial projects at Horizon 2025. And we have to keep in mind that 80% of all European potential offshore wind resource is in water depths of more than 60 meters, very favorable to floating technologies.
0: Over the past couple of decades, the offshore wind industry has made significant strides to become one of the most promising renewable energy sectors. Will floating wind turbines atop the ocean be the next big renewables market?
1: As the first prototypes are in operation or even some of them are decommissioned, we start to have some feedback about these initial floating wind projects. If the technology has been globally de-risked, there are still a lot of innovations linked to floating wind projects. Let me give you a few examples. The floating foundations themselves. There are about 40 types of floater concepts on the market with different maturity levels and based on various types of floating solutions SPAR, TLP, semi-submersible or hybrid concepts, each type of concept being more suitable for a specific environment. Another challenge is the high-voltage dynamic cable. The pilot projects, which have a limited capacity, let's say below 50 MW, can use existing technology, typically 66 kV cables. But when the floating wind projects will reach commercial stage, with very high capacities of more than 250 MW, then cables with much higher voltage will be required. And this technology still needs to be tested and qualified because it has never been used in dynamic conditions subject to waves and current. The last example of innovations lies in the materials that are used for the development of such projects. For instance, there are ongoing projects where synthetic mooring lines, nylon or polyester, will be used. And if these materials have already been tested by the oil and gas industry, it was in a different context, different types of application. Oil and gas units are usually operating in ultra-deep waters, whereas for floating wind projects, the water depth is much shallow. We're talking about 100 meters, so the failure modes may be different, and we have to consider these points to make sure the technology will remain safe.
0: As for France, it wishes to respond and to be a real player in a changing world. Is this new floating energy and utopia?
1: Let's take the example of France. If France is trying to fill in the gap regarding fixed offshore wind, it is a pioneer for floating wind. Indeed, the first offshore wind turbines installed and in operations are floating. In France, there are now several floating wind projects under development, which are globally finalizing the design phase and entering the manufacturing phase. These projects are located in different environments, and based on different technologies of floating foundations that will support the wind turbines. Without entering into the technical details, photos will be based on SPAR, TLP, semi-submersible and hybrid concepts. The diversity of technologies and environmental conditions will speed up the development of floating wind turbines worldwide.
0: The floating wind turbine has passed the stage of project. It is now a reality, a common desire of all stakeholders, industry, governments, organizations. 2021 will be a pivotal year, a year that will thrust the offshore wind sector in a new direction.
1: In a few years, the first floating wind commercial projects will be producing energy. It means that the permitting and design phase have already been started or are about to start since several years are necessary between the announcement of a project and a startup. The success of the current pre-commercial or pilot projects may be a trigger to unlock even more floating wind projects compared to what has been announced. In that sense, the coming years will be key for the future of floating wind.
0: Much needed progress is being made, but the necessary transformation of the existing infrastructure takes time. The pathway to addressing the energy transition will be different for every country and its individual energy system, depending on their circumstances, resources and needs.
1: One of the main challenges regarding these huge projects will be the organization of the full supply chain. It is one thing to build and design a wind turbine, but it's another one to build hundreds of wind turbines, to store the different components of the wind turbines on the fabrication place, to transport them to the operating site and to maintain them in operations. But all the different companies involved in the fabrication, transportation and installation of offshore wind turbines are organizing themselves, such as to be ready to deliver on time when the floating wind industry will reach industrial stage.
0: In 2030, there will be nearly 10 billion of us living on planet Earth. 10 billion human beings ready to move forward together. But in which direction? Here, the goal is to build on a large scale while taking into account the new ecological and environmental challenges of tomorrow. In a world where technological advances are increasingly rapid, where citizens are becoming more engaged in the global environmental transition, new opportunities for renewable energies are growing. But how can we make it happen?
1: Currently, we still need some incentives of financing from the governments to make floating wind projects happen. One reason being the cost of energy, the LCOE, of floating wind, which is currently higher than other sources of energy, like fixed offshore wind, onshore wind, solar, coal, or nuclear. All these energies are in competition. But there is no reason why the floating wind energy could not follow a similar decrease of cost that it was the case for fixed offshore wind. Actually, more forecasters expect LCOE of floating wind to be lower than power market price by 2030. Normalization, design optimizations, and organization of the supply chain, together with industrialization, will be key parameters to reach competitiveness.
0: France wants to become an undisputed leader in the energy transition, in particular by taking concrete actions on the ground and by making floating wind power the spearhead of this transformation. This is the challenge set by all the players in the sector, including Bureau Veritas.
1: Bureau Veritas is a large company involved in testing, inspection and certification. We have developed over the years a wide range of services that are aiming at de-risking the projects or supporting the project developers and designers during all the project lifecycle. Independent verification services, which is a certification or classification of floating wind turbine, is our core activity, but it's not the only one. We can provide marine warranty survey services, focusing on transportation and installation phases. We can also help the designers and operators during the development of their projects. For this purpose, we have high competencies in terms of owner representation or an owner engineering services. At Bureau Vetas, we have a wide network of professionals who are used to working on the floating wind technology located in key hubs. We have notably developed engineering centers of excellence in Europe, in Asia and in the USA. And our worldwide network of surveyors, present in 140 countries, is close to the fabrication and operating locations, wherever they are. Finally, I should mention that we're about to issue a technology report focusing on the floating wind technology that will describe the challenges this industry is facing and how PV can help to address them.
0: What is the legislation for floating wind turbines? Still under construction and reflection, the legal part remains a key issue in meeting this growing desire to accelerate the energy transition.
1: The main objective of defining a regulatory framework is to make sure the appropriate technical standards are correctly implemented in the design. As of today, the regulatory framework imposed by the local authorities for floating wind projects remains unclear and is not homogeneous over the different countries. Most of the time, independent verification services are imposed or strongly recommended by insurance companies or investors. If the regulatory framework is still being discussed, the technical standards are clear. Currently, the traditional wind actors are familiar with the certification context as per the guidelines published by the International Electrotechnical Commission, the IEC, which was firstly deployed on onshore wind projects, fixed offshore wind, so focusing on the turbine and the tower. For a floating foundation and its mooring system, the technical standards of reference will mainly come from the rules and guidelines issued by the classification societies. These rules are tracing the experience and know-how related to floating units operating in an offshore environment that classification companies, like Bureau Veritas, have built on for years. For this reason, we truly believe that the floating wind industry could benefit from applying a classification scheme. And this is indeed a trend that we observe also initiated by newcomers like the international oil companies like Total, BP, and Shell, which are used to classifying their oil and gas floating assets and see the benefits. At Bureau Veritas, we have anticipated this potential evolution by developing guidelines, notably the NY-572, addressing both the classification and the certification of floating wind turbines.
0: Is the floating industry the revival that will accompany local industry and employment? In this way, it will readjust its image by taking into account all the stakeholders and also by participating in the influence and development of the local economy.
1: The floating wind industry continues to require the support of governments. In return, project developers try to maximize the local content. An example is the choice of the materials. When you're developing a floating foundation for wind turbine, you have the choice between two main materials, steel or concrete. Using concrete, which recipe is made of materials you can extract and mix locally, is a good way to maximize the local employment. At Bureau Veritas, we have expertise in evaluating all kinds of material used. We have developed special guidelines for the offshore structures made of concrete, and we even work on hybrid flutters made of concrete and recycled plastic within R&D projects.
0: Alongside all the economic, technological, and governmental players, Bureau Veritas is committed to support the energy of tomorrow. A sincere vision and a permanent desire to be a player in the ecological transition by making floating wind turbines a technology that can be adapted to the economic and environmental challenges of tomorrow.
1: The operational phase for the floating commercial farms is not for tomorrow, but at Bureau Veritas, We have started thinking about how to develop an efficient asset integrity management strategy for floating wind farms. In two words, it will be based on risk-based inspection techniques combined with digital solutions and making use of remote inspection techniques like drones or cameras.
0: Energy impacts have shaken up all industries and reshuffled many cards in terms of technological advances. It is no surprise that the offshore wind has been one of the most innovative in terms of thinking and production to adapt to new environmental standards. Although the challenges are numerous, Bureau Veritas has chosen to be more than a player. It has chosen to be a leader. Thank you for listening to the Trustmaker Talk Podcast by Bureau Veritas.